0: With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. And uh, hello to everybody. I am thankful that you are here. That's right. A
2: special edition of the Winning Ponies Thanksgiving radio show. Uh, Looking forward to... uh, Bringing you some uh, some solid guests, and uh, we're reaching out to uh, one uh, Rob Earl. Uh, he's the uh, president, CEO, and founder of one of our uh, newest uh, sponsors here on on the show. And that is 123 Racing Pick 6. It's America's newest handicapping in contest style. It's a pick 6 wager. 123 Racing is not like any other pick 6. It's a $2 pick 6 with a twist. Uh, you can win America's most exciting wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the pool. All you need to do to play at 123bet.com. Winners are guaranteed. So uh, they're guaranteeing $100 thousand dollars in payouts again the one two three racing pick six so we hope to get robert earl on to hear more about that so you can play today at one two three bet.com get your pens out that's one two three bet.com Today, we are uh, hopefully going to be bringing something special to the Thanksgiving table. And certainly, at the bottom of the hour, we'll be bringing in something special. The man I admire, the one, the only... Ed Meyer. Now, you're sitting around the table. Maybe you've had uh, too much of uh, Aunt Sally or uh, Cousin Al and you want to get out of the house. We've got not one, not two, but three graded stakes races at your favorite racetrack or OTB parlor out at Del Mar, It's the Grade 2 Seabiscuit Handicap. These are really full, quality laden fields. Uh, this race absolutely packed with class. Uh, then we can go to the middle of the country, at Churchill Downs, the famous Clark Handicap. This race has been run since 1875. It's a grade one, and what a solid feel has been brought together there. I can't wait to hear who had likes in there. And then a really, in my opinion, very, very tough handicapping race on the East Coast. Uh, at Aqueduct, it's the Go for Wand Handicap, uh, a grade three race, 300,000. I can't wait again to... Uh, get Ed Myers-Reed on these races. So looking forward to that. And word is out in the wind that we might even have an additional special guest. So we will just kind of see what happens. It's Thanksgiving. You never know who's going to show up or when. Uh, So uh, we'll be taking a look at those races and waiting for those guests. Now, the uh, Derby future wager is out. And right now, if you don't have your mind made up, you are in the majority. The field is is at three to five in pool one. So uh, the uh, mutual field of the horses that have don't have a name yet or have a name and didn't make the, the cut are the horses that are going to be in, in the, uh, the favoritism at this point. And as you know, the way horses have been falling to the wayside over the last couple of years, odds are we have not seen the uh, the clear derby favorite even win a race yet. But, Of those that we have, right now, American Pharaoh is listed as the favorite at 12 to 1. Uh, Then you've got uh, Blofeld at 20 to 1, along with Calculator and Carpe Diem, who is second in the Breeders' Cup, uh, at 20 to 1. Uh, Classy Class at 50 to 1. Uh, Daredevil, Dortmund, Eagle, these are all 50 to 1. El Kabir, Frosted. I spent it in Peria. Uh, again, if you're looking for action, you want to get these horses down. If you know something, Mr. Z, who was very impressive over the weekend, in my opinion, uh, you can get 31 odds on that horse. And how about the Breeders' Cup winner, the juvenile, Texas Red, Kent DeSormo in the saddle for his brother, currently at 15 to 1. So, uh, these are horses that you can get great odds on, but right now, the, uh, the public believing that we haven't seen the horse yet. Now, if, uh, you were hoping yesterday to, uh, play Penn National, as you know, it wasn't there when you went to bet it. So that entire card, if you t- spent the time to handicap it, is moved to Saturday. Again, uh, the weather is, is impacting racing across the country, so it is the same card. So if you already uh, <laughs> already capped it, you didn't waste your time, uh, don't forget uh, there's going to be uh, a couple stakes races on what was going to be the Wednesday card with the $200,000 fabulous strike, uh, six furlong handicap that Ben's cat will be trying to win for the third year in a row. Well, uh... We've got uh, live racing at North America's newest racetrack. It's Mahoning Valley. You wonder where Mahoning Valley is? Well, it is in Ohio. It's in the eastern part of the state, and it's kind of strategically planted, not too far from Thistledown, uh, not too far from from Mountaineer. It's uh, drawn some very talented uh, horsemen and uh, riders just in the first couple of days. Now, you say, where did it come from? Well, you may recall uh, Ohio's oldest racetrack, Beulah Park, uh, shuttered its doors a few months ago, and this is now owned by Hollywood Gaming, so Mahoney Valley uh, held its first-ever racing program on Monday, so it's it's owned by Penn National Gaming and does replace Beulah Park, Uh As we uh, move forward now, and hopefully we'll get a chance one of these days to maybe talk to Edville Macca, who is the racing secretary there. Now, here's a name you might not have heard for a while. Honor Code, uh, winner of last year's Grade Two Remsen Stakes and an early favorite on the Triple Crown Trail before being sidelined for the majority of 2014. to the track with a fast-closing score on Saturday in the sixth race at Aqueducts. So uh, he is a graded stakes winner, trained by Suge McGay. So glad to see a uh, promising three-year-old not going to the breeding shed and we'll be back on the track this year so uh honor code certainly a a name to remember and uh, a name we may be hearing more about a name to remember and a name we hope to hear more about is none other than gary stevens he notched his first victory since undergoing a knee replacement um back in uh, oh it was about three months ago and uh so uh we we're all happy to see Gary Stevens back in the saddle. As a matter of fact, he's going to be on one of the horses uh, in, in the Del Mar race that we will be handicapping. So congratulations to Gary. Glad he's back in the saddle. A guy who uh, is back in the saddle and no spring chicken who's riding great is uh, none other than Hall of Famer Mike Smith. He was named Jockey Skilled Jockey of the Week. I'm um, going to show my hand here on some of the races we played, but the ride that he gave, Ocho, 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 was just fantastic in the Grade 3 Delta Downs jackpot stakes. One of the first stakes that actually gives points to next year's Kentucky Derby. He's the jockey skill jockey of the week, and uh, what a performance uh, he put in on Saturday. I got a chance to watch both of them, but the ride in, in the, that race was just masterful. Uh, just recapping his uh, uh, career. He began riding races back in New Mexico at age 11, got his jockey's license at 16. Uh, He did his apprenticeship up at Canterbury Downs. Then he moved to New York in 1989 and uh, actually couple years later, went on to win a European classic when he won the Irish Guineas on none other than the star of the spa, four stars, all-star. And then he followed that with three straight leading jockey titles in New York. Mike Smith, just something else, back in 93, we're going back a few years now, he set the North American record for stakes wins, 62 stakes wins, and man, he doesn't look like he's aged a day as far as his riding style. Of course, other career highlights have included... uh, uh, getting to ride uh, Horse of the Year uh, Azari a uh, winning the Kentucky Derby on Giacomo and of course riding Zenyatta the only horse to win two different Breeders' Cup races and Mike Smith in all has won 17 Breeders' Cup races well uh, when I would want to Get information out at uh, Prairie Meadows. Uh, my go-to guy was Dan Johnson, who's been on with us, and uh, sad to say that this Iowa horse racing rider has passed away at at 58. Uh, he was known as a horseman, and his fellow racers, riders always thought he was really an upbeat and engaging guy. He, he was passionate. Uh, he, uh, you know, always, uh, did not uh, cut any story short. He was one of those guys that showed up early, got it done. Um, he, another guy that was turned on by Secretariat. Uh, he contributed to the uh, Thoroughbred Times and the Blood Horse magazine. Uh, he worked for uh, nine years in Chicago, uh, so uh, he will be missed. Uh, the best from his Winning Ponies family to Dan Johnson. Uh, he, he will be missed, and I do thank him for his appearances here on Winning Ponies. Uh, well, coming up, the Hollywood Derby. And the star of that is going to be none other than perhaps California Chrome. Had his first work on the turf. Victor Espinoza says he went really well. Uh, he's nominated both the Hollywood Derby, that's 300000 Of course, that's on the grass. But he's also nominated uh, in the $200,000 Native Diver on holly track on Saturday uh, at Del Mar. So uh, it was his first workout on the turf. And again, they were very happy with it. His uh, 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 trainer, Mr. Sherman, says, I think um, I'd love to run him on the grass. So it'll be interesting to see where he will show up. Uh, all right, let's go back. And again, I uh, want to thank uh, Mary Ramplini, uh, Handicapped with us at Delta, and she was right on with the $200,000 guaranteed pick four. Started out, they moved them up kind of early so the East Coast betters could get there, and um, started out with the Louisiana Jewel. Her pick, wind chill factor, got the job done. Rallied from last and pulled away to win easy with a good man in the saddle, none other than Willie Martinez. So wind chill factor took the first leg of that pick four. Uh, Second was casual class, and uh, third was a long shot private promise. Then we moved on to the treasure chest, and in this race, Mary liked Yahilwa, And a lot of us did. Who was in the saddle? Mike Smith for trainer Jim Cassidy came in from Santa Anita. This one was a laugher. Very impressive win by Yahila over Kiss to Remember, who had the lead, got run down. Third was Eden Prairie. Then we moved on to the first of the graded stakes races and that was the Delta Downs Princess the grade three it was captured by none other than Take Charge Brandy she could be the two year old filly of the year she won the Breeders Cup Juvenile Fillies trained by D. Wayne Lucas Take Charge Brandy gets it done in the grade three Delta Downs rumors are she may race one more time before the season's out and as we let the cat out of the bag it was Ocho 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 getting ten derby points in the Delta Downs jackpot masterful ride Brandy Breaking from the number 10 post position in the two turn mile in the 16th race on this six furlong track, uh, Mike Smith got the horse into a great spot, moved it down into the rail, raided in fourth most of the way, and then putting in a huge move challenging him. Mr. Z, another D. Wayne Lucas trainee, came at him very strong at the end, but it was Mike Smith and Ocho Ocho. Getting the job done by a nose over Mr. Z and Paco Lopez in the third spot, long shot, far right. All right, well, we just mentioned the opening of America's newest racetrack. When we come back, we're going to be talking to their racing secretary. You're listening to Winning Ponies.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America
3: Sports. Introducing... The 1-2-3 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love One Two Three Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com that's 123bet.com licensed and regulated in the usa
0: and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. need a bitch's
1: ass and move on. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> <laughs> NFL, MLB, MLB NBA, NBA NHL. NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host John Engelhart.
2: All right, well, we're back here
0: on Winning
2: Ponies. And with me right now, a uh, gentleman that I have got to know many years ago. Uh, He was the racing secretary at Beulah Park, which no longer exists. He's also the racing secretary at Belterra Park in Cincinnati. And now he is over in Mahoning Valley, serving in the same capacity there, too. His name is Ed Vomaca. Ed, how are you doing, my friend? Be good, John. Hey, listen, before we get into everything that's brand new at Mahoney Valley, what's going on there, what the facility looks like, and the different sets of horsemen that they have there, can you kind of uh, familiarize our Winning Ponies audience as to who Ed Vomaca is, where he came from, and how he got in racing?
4: Sure. I grew up uh, in uh, Long Island, New York, uh, Valley Stream, which is about – or six miles from Belmont Park, so that was my first uh, taste of uh, racing, uh, watching uh, the races at Belmont. Um, didn't really have any family connections or anything else uh, with racing, so I ended up, uh, yeah, I, I spent, I was lucky, I grew up in the 70s right around Belmont, so I got to see all those great horses in the 70s, from the three triple crown winner to four go, Ruffy, and all of that. Uh, then in the 80s, I, I was at Albany State University and ended up I had a friend that went out to the University of Arizona, their racetrack program, so I went out there and did that program. I got an internship in New York, started working there and uh, had traveled up and down the East Coast, uh, a little bit in the Midwest and uh, uh, my good friend Mike Wax needed some help at Beulah uh, a few years ago when I was kind of in between meets and saw it to come. I'd be there a year or two uh, and then head back to the East Coast, but I uh, think it worked out well and uh, my patience was rewarded by sticking around and now the VLTs are approved and uh, both, uh, you know, uh, Belterra and Mahoning are uh look like going to be very prosperous. Looks like Ohio racing is back on the right track.
2: Absolutely, you know, what we've uh, we've had different people on from the Ohio program, uh, including the breeding side of things. We're looking at some of the stallions mm-hmm. that are coming into the state. I believe the mare population is up 33%, which has got to be a big whew for you because, (laughs) let's face it, you know, it's a nationwide epidemic as far as um, getting horses on the grounds and and, and filling races. Uh, How challenging has that been for you in, in a state that was going backwards that now looks like it's going
4: forward? Well, I mean, uh, nationwide, the full crop is down, so that that affects us uh, attracting horses. You know, it used to be we'd get the overflow of uh, other racetracks where horses couldn't compete quite as well at the bigger circuits, and um, because our, our persons weren't as good, the Ohio program suffered with a lot of people, especially with uh, Pennsylvania and Indiana programs uh, benefiting from the VLT revenues that we lost a lot of the breeding stock also, so, uh, you know... Um, the Ohio program was suffering also, so with this, uh, you know, with this influx of cash, it'll really help us uh, attract horses. Not only just Ohio bred, you know, the Ohio program will, of course, uh, um, I think it'll really skyrocket in two or three years, and then, uh, but also attracting just your uh, day-to-day horses uh, uh, that aren't Ohio breds and, and improve the overall product. I think I think it's a very exciting time in Ohio. Yeah, uh, it'll, you know take, I... it'll, take, it'll take a little while to get there, but uh, you know, we're heading in the right direction now. Well, you seem to
2: be geographically in two interesting spots. Uh, when you're <laughs> yes. at Belterra Park, you have that ability during the warm weather to draw those horses, uh, some horses, obviously, the, the, the backstretch, every stall was filled, but uh, you right. still have the, the luxury of, of getting those guys coming up from the thoroughbred training centers or mm-hmm. people like Eric Reed that have their own training center. Uh, that's got to be a plus and will be in the future there. Now my question is, because I'm not that familiar with, with Mahoning Valley, where are you getting your horses and horsemen in, in the eastern part of Ohio?
4: And tell you, that was one of my pursuits coming up here was that uh, you know it loses a lot of that. I mean, we're going to get some of the guys from Kentucky, but it's obviously it's a four or five more hour trip uh, all the way up here. But the, the money, the money will get them to come up here. But basically horses are coming. in. Prescott Downs is closed in September. Um, Mountaineers getting ready to close. Thistle just closed, so a lot of those horsemen. Around and, and because of those uh, those tracks in this uh, area, there I, I wasn't aware that there's as many training centers around here as there are. I have quite a few guys that have only wanted five or six stalls and they got twenty or thirty horses at and on a farm they can just ship to their own. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, it looks like the, the, the this battle will be, of course, uh, the same as it was in Grove City was uh, with the weather. So, uh, you know, but I'm not uh, too worried about it. It seems already we, they had eight inches of snow at Thistle down there last week, and they had to cancel and we had a dusting. And, of course, you've all seen what's happening in Buffalo, and by the time you even got down to Erie, that was hardly any snow. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit colder here, a little bit more snow, but I, I we're not really in that, that snow belt. We're just far enough away, I think, from the lake where, well, I mean, we're obviously going to get snow. It's wintertime, you know. So, uh, but it, it seems we're, uh, you know, I think we'll, I think we'll avoid the, the brunt of it. And as I've said to quite a few people is, you know, when you, when you get a foot of snow the day of the race, you're probably going to have it canceled. But if it's a day or two before and it's, you know, less than a foot, you can usually get it off the racetrack. Or if it's just a dusting, you can harrow it in. So I know over my, my experience in Beulah was, in the last 12 years, that we canceled more, actually, in March with the thaw than we did in, in January and February. Right. So I'm I'm hoping, uh, you know, and we've, we've built a, a better racetrack up here. I think it's a standier surface. Um, it's a little bit deep right now. People, you know, are, uh, aren't are used to that, uh, the, the surface as much, but it drains much better. They did a real good job of uh, building uh, better drainage than Beulah had, not quite as much clay in the surface. So we're hoping that it'll fare better not only over the winter, but uh, also when uh, the spring thaw comes.
2: Well, uh, it's got to be kind of interesting because um, I-, I think there was a racetrack there like 130 years ago.
4: Right, <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of that. But one of the one of the uh, uh, Mark Monroe, who's from the area, uh, and is, uh and he, he in the opening day comments uh, he made some kind of reference to that, and I wasn't aware of uh, any racetrack up here, but. That was before all lot times, John. Even yours. <laughs> oh
2: yes, oh yes. But uh, well, there were a lot of them. You know, I, I believe the the original Ohio Derby was uh, actually run at a place called Chester Park, which is now a park somewhere in Cincinnati. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there were all kinds. There was Hamilton. Uh, was a thoroughbred track. There was all kinds of little uh, thoroughbred tracks that, that that came mm-hmm. and went. I was just wondering how, uh, if you got out of your office and was able to walk to the grandstand. I mean, um, how savvy are the players? Are you getting some Cleveland guys? Are you getting guys coming over from Mountaineer? Well, what does the public look like at Mahoning Valley?
4: Well, we've only been open for two race days so far, so I haven't got much of a chance to go through the grandstand. But um, the crowd was very enthusiastic the opening day. I know I was out there for uh, in the paddock before the first race, and they were they were three, four, five deep. Uh, luckily, it was in, it was in the uh, high fifties, so it was a little windy, and we had uh, a little bit of sprinkles here and there, but not bad. But um, it really it really brought the people outside, and it's always great to see an apron full of people watching the races. And uh, you know that that was that was very encouraging. So uh, I think we'll get a good mix. Um, the people in the area uh, seem to be really excited about it. Um, uh, I didn't realize there was as many little small-town papers up here as there are, but I've talked to quite a few reporters already, all excited about when when we're starting and this and that. And uh, I mean, we're racing uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take advantage of the nationwide summercast market when there's not as much product out there. So I, I imagine we'll do pretty good there. So, and so far, we've been uh, entries have been going very well. Uh, like I say, with all the other racetracks pretty much winding down in the area, um, we've been drawing uh, from near and far. So it's, it's been pretty exciting.
2: That, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned the small papers and everything. Uh, one of my favorite writers, and he's been a guest on Winning Ponies numerous times. I understand that they've recruited uh, Bob Roberts, who used to be a yes. beat writer for the Cleveland Plain dealer.
4: As, as soon as I found that out, I said we're going. We're definitely going to get some good coverage from Bob. That and, and was very exciting to see, and I've seen him two or three times already. <laughs> That's great. Well,
2: tell him I said hi. I'm going to have to have him back on the right. back on the show pretty soon. He's sure. A, he's a good guy for racing. Uh, he, he, yes, and he And the, the nice thing is, he's very familiar with a lot of the horsemen in that area. So he's going right. to dig up some good stories. He, he's an award-winning writer, and I'm sure it'll help. Right. So for our listeners, uh, I've got, uh, I don't know, about two minutes or so left. Can you kind of describe to us, A, where you are geographically, and B, what the track looks like?
4: Okay. um, We're at the, if you know uh, Northern Ohio at all, where Route 80 travels through Pennsylvania and then through Ohio, and Route 76, which turns into the Pennsylvania Turnpike, um, where they cross is uh, just um, just uh, west of Youngstown, and we're about one exit past that. And when you get off that exit, we're 200 yards from the exit. So we're in a real good location, right off the interstate. That helps, you know, to get guys to ship here. It's not as long a ship, um, and it, it's it's very convenient. So yeah, that that's really, uh, that's really that's a that's that's really good location. And the facility itself <laughs> is a little bit different than uh, the other uh, the racetracks in Ohio that I've seen. Uh, you know, both, uh, both Belterra that rebuilt and, and the other ones, um, it seems to be pretty much right size, just like Belterra was, uh, we we put the, um, paddock, the walking ring and the racing office actually on the end of the grandstand. So we're separate from it, but it, just like Belterra our um, Windows circle and, uh, walking ring and paddock is right on the, you know, is right next to the racetrack then. And right behind the paddock is the racing office and the jockey's room. And, uh, they're all very happy with the, the accommodations we've made it, um, and then as you head uh, east from the uh, the paddock, you have the grandstand. There's both a lower level and an upper level for the uh, horse player. And then the lower level also goes into the uh, the VLT area. And there's several restaurants. There's a uh, What I like is when you're in the VLT area, there's a sports bar. You open Escalator, and that's where a sports bar is. And from the sports bar on the other side, it leads out into the uh, uh, clubhouse I guess I don't know if you call it the clubhouse, but it's in the dining area that's overlooking the racetrack. And that's where the Somercast area is. And you'll like this. We have a, a snack bar called up there called the Harlan's Holiday. <laughs> All the, right. Uh, Absolutely. A yeah. famous, uh, famous Ohio champion Ohio's that was once
2: one. the uh, favorite for the Kentucky Derby. Well, we've been talking yes. to Ed Romaca, who is the uh, racing secretary, uh, not only at uh, – actually, he's the race secretary at America's last two newest tracks, Otara <laughs> <Altura> Park <laughs> in Cincinnati and uh, Mahoney uh, uh, Valley now in Austintown. Ed, thanks so much for joining us for our special Thanksgiving show. We'll save an extra turkey leg for you.
4: Okay, John. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) All right. That was Ed Bomek. And I really appreciate him coming on, uh, giving us the scoop about Mahoning Valley. And hopefully coming up next, we're going to get the big old scoop of the man I admire. He's been on the show a lot. Ed Meyer is going to help us here on Winning Ponies.
3: The 1-2-3 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love One Two Three Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com that's 123bet.com licensed and regulated in the usa
0: and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds quarters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No
1: holds barred. They eat a ass and then move well, on. I just, and get I just ready think, and think and that go. the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up, speak up. or forever holds your mouth. We ain't playing around
5: here.
0: Voice America Sports. And welcome back to
2: another segment of winning ponies and coming up right now you know winning ponies uh, not only uh, it gives out the 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 great tips that they do and the biggins that they score all the time, and their easy win forms that are going to help you throughout your whole Thanksgiving weekend of handicapping, but they also have a section for writers, and uh, one, of, one of the writers for Winning Ponies is the former co-host that passed the baton to me and one of my favorite people and handicappers, and that is Ed Meyer, and Ed, happy Thanksgiving, put down the turkey leg and talk to me, brother.
5: John it's great to hear your voice and uh, you know thanksgiving it has to be one of my favorite holidays and i think you know why
2: uh, yes, I do. It's my, it's my favorite, too, man. Just to uh, put down about a half a pound of my uh, my Aunt Rose's uh, stuffing. You know, I, I think most people would just, uh, at least when I cook, uh, would say, yeah, that, that, that bird's nice. So I do use the Cajun injector, which is very, very nice. But, you know, the, the, the key ingredient to Aunt Rose's stuffing is butter. It actually uses a pound of butter. So if I fall asleep during this segment... Shout at me, will you? Because I'm getting woozy from the turkey.
5: Yeah, well, you've seen my entire family, and Mom was just a daggone good cook. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it right there. But, John, before we even begin anything, I was just going to tidbit you up here. I was looking at, because from last week, the biggins have paid over $10 million, $10,227,276. Biggins, exotic predictions. I mean, that is smoking.
2: Yeah, it really is. And, uh, well, I don't know if you listened to the show a couple of weeks ago. I had this guy, Mark from Florida, who likes to wait until there's big days, triple crown races, Breeders' Cups, stuff like that. This guy nailed it. I want to think he made something like over $600,000 just using the, the analytics that are given out by Winning Ponies.
5: Wedding ponies actually fits fits a player like that to the to the hilt because I saw it in the testimonials, which were incredible, John. I mean, he was wagering. I mean, for 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 average wagers, smaller wagers, such as ourselves, more more handicappers than uh, than anything, uh, John. I would say that. This guy bets as much in a race as, uh, as most of the people we know bet in a year. But <laughs> right. I saw in the testimonials, my goodness. I mean, he lit them up. woody Ponies fit this guy right between the eyes because actually he was able, able to work, work out his ticket. And if you saw the bottom value, he was the handle pool wherever he was located on that day. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and you know what's great about it, Ed? Anybody can say, "Yeah, we gave out a whole lot of winners." This guy actually took photos of his tickets and sent them in, and I think he oh, them. It. Paid like two hundred ninety-eight thousand.
5: I, I, I loved it. You're so right. I mean, how many times I had that one? I had that one, and you you told me a great story of, of a guy a hundred years ago that you. Uh, well, I shouldn't date you like that. Now that was that was wrong. That's I, okay, Ed, go I do ahead. apologize. But you had told me there was a gentleman that said, claimed that he actually had it, and the astute, the astute handicapping very quickly of one Mr. John Englehart and Kevin Gomer actually found that to be a falsity, just to, because uh, you know he claimed he had something. But this guy actually sent in pictures. I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. It got me excited. I mean, it, you know, it's a little scary for me to fathom, you know, six or eight thousand dollar wagers. But uh, hey, this guy—he was a major player.
2: Ed, you know, I I, I really enjoy the the jewels uh, that you present to the people at winningponies.com with with your blogs. And I know usually around this time of year, you're a little bit of a sentimental slob. What do you got coming up for us uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas?
5: I'll tell you, I, I, I am very sentimental, John. It's been, it's been 2008 that I've, I've been blessed with working with winning ponies. Good, good folks. They care about the game and, and we both have been, uh, been working with them and we've had just a blast. We've had more fun than the law allows and there's been no, no sign of do this or do that. It's pretty much an, oh, wide open and I, and I shoot them right in there. This year, about this time of year, I should say, I'm thankful, just like many of us are. And, and I sat down, and, and I was thinking of some good friends, and I was thinking of some good people that I've actually met along the way Especially in the world of racing, and and how it ties into, but it's actually going to be feeling thankful, and and in fact, I would say that you, you can probably see it a little later on this week, John. At this time of year, no matter what your faith, no matter where you're at in life, I I, I find it really hard to believe, but to, to find that special world within a world, the racetrack, and how people uh, it, they. they they butt heads during the, the hours of post time from, say, 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. But if you venture back to the backside, which you've spent a majority of your life capturing in photo, film, and et cetera, and knowing these personal connections, they're, they're, they're an extended family, and they care about everyone.
2: Absolutely you know it's a, it's a world within a world and uh, it's one that I, I hope I retire from at a very, very old age. I can tell you that but i, <laughs> I do I do appreciate your writing and I, I, the good thing about your writing is is it, it all comes from the heart and and it rolls off your pen or your keyboard uh, rather easily so uh, with that said, I've probably jawed enough here. We better I, I call on you as the man I admire as a handicap so let's try to knock out uh the Seabiscuit biscuit handicap before we go to our first break uh This is a grade two call uh carries a quarter million dollar purse a mile and a sixteenth and man, there are some classy uh veterans here, and uh this makes for a very interesting race i mean uh you've got horses that are competing in grade one stakes for the majority of what you can see in the past performances. Um, uh, I'm not going to paint with a broad brush here. I want to hear a little bit of what you got, and then I'll just kind of chip in. But all I can say is this. I don't know if you watched the Delta jackpot over the weekend, but Mike Smith put in one marvelous uh, ride uh, and aboard Ocho, 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 not to be confused with Ocho Cinco you used to watch at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, And he is riding a horse in here for Jim Cassidy. He rode two at Delta for Jim Cassidy, won them both. This has to bring my eye a little bit to this horse who's coming out of the Breeders' Cup mile. Um, you know, so anyhow, enough said. That's the horse that kind of got my interest going, but man, there's some other ones here like uh, Mr. Commons and a few other Breeders' Cup uh, uh, horses that are going to be in here. Well, what do you make of this field?
5: You know, I think we've danced together too long, John. Because you know we're separated by hundreds of miles, but yet we still handicap alike and we have not have not even glanced at this together. Tom's tribute, making second start off Lap. This son of Lionheart. Incredible, four for four in the money at Del Mar, which to me uh, I, I can call that a horse or a course angle, something you showed me a long time ago, especially on the cheaper ovals. Now, imagine that on the bigger, bigger stage as well, winning the Eddie Reed and winning the Del Mar mile, both of which are just chalk load of true, true action. I love. Tom's Tribute in there, and if you take a look at that last race in the Breeders' Cup mile against Caraconte, that was a monster race, and I went back and watched the race on video, I believe we have a real sleeper here, Now I don't know how the odds maker is going to be so kind to this, it's going to be awfully tough, Tom's Tribute is going to be on the top part of my ticket, John, and the other one... uh, if, in fact, Kygan, with uh, Cory Nakatani aboard for Mark Cassie, anywhere Mark Cassie ships, Mark Cassie, actually, he doesn't ship for to get the sun, trust me. He's also exiting, uh, it's a nice four-year-old gelding by Northerner Fleet, Cory Nakatani riding uh, Kygan, exiting the Breeders' Cup mile. There is a... Beautiful bullet work. Four furlongs, forty six and four. Uh handily John. I, I believe these two are gonna be at the top of my ticket and from there I'm actually gonna I'm gonna throw myself into the deeper levels of the tier levels, what the easy win forms had to say, and try to build myself a nice trifecta. Well,
2: you know you're gonna you're gonna have some horses there again. Uh, I, I I have no odds, but uh, uh, one I'm gonna back away from is uh, approval. I really don't think that that uh, he's the horse he used to be. He's six now. He was sensational last year, but it hasn't impressed me at all. A horse though who's been pretty consistent in training. Another six-year-old that I think could be a, a part of any exotic ticket has only raced twice this year. But you trained by John Sheriffs. His name is Mister Commons. Obviously, he's been around. He's won just shy of a million dollars. Scratching my head a little bit, blinkers off a six-year-old horse. But this horse, again, puts in a, a, a nice stretch run. If he gets a pace scenario, I think he's going to be a part of your uh, your trifecta tickets.
5: I could I could go with that and just as a quick quick digression, John is a man that understands the background of horse racing equipment such as yourself. At six years old, blinkers off. Do you feel that they're searching or do you feel that there is there was rhyme and reason, maybe a good work at Los Alamitos, or do you think they're just searching at this level?
2: Well, you, you know me, my, one of my favorite angles is equipment change and good works, and I do notice that they've been stretching them out. Seven furlongs is not a distance you often see, so of course he bullet at work because he was the only horse that worked that distance the last <laughs> two times at Los Alamitos. Uh, another angle that I like very much is one of my favorite uh, people that started out in our little Cincinnati racetrack there, Rafael Bejarano. Uh, I noticed that he easily could have had the call on Boozer, but he elected to ride pure tactics who's coming off a, uh, a solid race and comes into this race with a good speed number.
5: All, you know, comes right out of the lure after winning by six and a half. Now, Leander Mora took over for Doug O'Neill during the transitional time of, uh, I'll just say, the suspended time. <laughs> So Leandro Mora is uh, going to have some nice runners, hopefully in the barn. And uh, you know, it, we we wish them nothing but the best. And third, start off a of layoff. I, I do like that angle, John. The son of Peter prize like is actually one love for one. Third, start off a of layoff. Were you kidding me? I thought I was serving up a softball here. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was perfect. I, I, the first I always look at Bay Jurado on the west. I begin I begin with Bay Jurado and Mike Smith, and then I work outward. But uh, it, when you when you alluded back to Ocho Ocho Ocho. Wherever there's money, and anybody that is listening to John's show, please, and I, and I beg of you, anywhere there's money, and you see Mike Smith, please use him on your ticket. Just if it if it's a two legged, uh, a guy like myself trying to run, again, please use. This guy is in town for the money.
2: All right. Well, speaking of the money, we got to pay some bills, so we're going to take a quick little break. We're talking with Ed Meyer, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Your
1: internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
3: Introducing the One Two Three Racing Pick Six, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new two dollar wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love One Two. 3. 3 Racing compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA.
1: And they're off.
0: What can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind.
1: No holds they a ass and then move oh, I on just, and I get just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, MLB NBA, NBA NHL. NHL. Speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here.
0: Voice America Sports.
2: If I, if all right we're back here winning ponies and with me one of my favorite people in the world of racing the one and only ed Meyer. ed you haven't fallen asleep on the couch during the break have you i know you had your turkey already
5: well i've had turkey and ham and my mother makes probably the best the best macaroni and cheese paula dean's recipe Now, i have to give her full kudo credit but uh mom a little extra something special there john and uh I have to say that uh, the diet kind of is, you know, I couldn't find the diet with a search warrant today. So, uh, you know, today I'm just, uh, there is no such thing as a calorie in my house. Well, I want to hear about a
2: few workouts between now and Christmas because it's right around the corner, and I know you that uh, we kind of put the uh, the diet on the, on the back burner there, too. So <laughs> uh, it was a great day. I had a great time. Uh, oh, yes. My, my, my uh, son Jake came in from Eugene, Oregon, and it was great to see him. And uh, a good time had by all. We, we haven't had the first fight yet, and uh, when we get done with the show, we'll go watch some more football, too. But uh, meanwhile, uh, kind of a, a, a day after – Uh, turkey day tradition uh, the clark handicap i alluded earlier this race believe it or not ed goes back to 1875 and i mean the horses that have come out of there in the early 1900s were horses like old rosebud who won the kentucky derby and then years later uh whirl away and, uh, in, in more modern times, uh, some solid horses such as, uh, Concerto, Horse of the Year, St. Liam, and let's not forget, uh, Blame, who, uh, Turned out to be a pretty nice horse. So uh, a race with a lot of history, a mile and an eighth. People trying to get out of the house down there in Louisville and heading over to the Clark handicap. It's given us some champions that have come out of this race. You know, it's towards the end of the year, and if horses like uh, Will Take Charge that feel like maybe they had something to prove, uh, they show up. And let me tell you, a classy field has shown up here. My head scratcher in this field that is very very solid is. Does Constitution have the Constitution? People are probably going, wait a second, I've heard that name. It's like, yeah, duh, he won the Florida Derby. But then he disappeared. Came back in an optional claimer, ran on the front end, got a little bit tired as the odds-on favorite. Javier Castellano, who was a boredom in New York, decided to board a plane to ride him in Kentucky. This will be interesting to see. if He's the horse everybody thought he was. a Son of Tappet, who's the hottest sire in the world right now.
5: Once again, we, we actually end up leaning in the direction. Constitution, after the Florida Derby, actually going into the Florida Derby was my Derby horse, Kentucky Derby horse, and I'm sitting in the sports Sportsbook in Las Vegas, and I had everything printed down, and I've got a... Bevy, I've got a small phone book laying next to me of just everything from easy win forms, notes. I love this horse. This actually, this race actually made my trip to Las Vegas last year. This was my derby horse. When Constitution went up on the shelf with with an ailment, John, that optional claiming 80 you referred back to, that was a tune-up. And it was, it was a beaten favorite, a 3 old Colt by uh, Tappet. I'm done with the tappet horses and and that whole distance question thing. I think that this is a real runner. Todd Fletcher down there, they're shooting bullets like Jesse James in the morning, working over the deep Belmont training track. I think this is a real running machine. Uh, Pletcher, Javier Castellano, as you, as you alluded to, John, you're talking three for four in the money, lifetime, three of which were wins. I'm going to toss that last race out. It's just nothing. After stumbling at the start, was a bit headstrong. I say constitution comes back, and I'm not going to say surprises, but really just comes back in full flight, in full fashion, and win, wins the 140th running of the Clark. Well, it is interesting that the horse that beat him
2: in that optional claimers in the field. Uh, Chad Brown trainee uh, by the name of Easter Gift, who's really uh, no slouch himself. uh, He's he's a little bit older. He's five and ran in this race last year. Was beaten two lengths by champion Will Take Charge. I don't know why he was on the shelf for as long as he was, but uh, he sure looks like he's come back very well. And Joel Rosario is deciding to take the Trip to Louisville on him. That's interesting. Now, we're talking about the, the, the class of this field and some of the horses in here. Um, just like Constitution was one of the headliners going into the Derby, let's not forget the name Opportunity that won the Rebel at Oaklawn, shipped back to uh, Santa Anita, ran second to a horse. Let me see, my eyes are bad. California Chrome <laughs> in the uh, Santa Anita Derby, and then he was on the shelf, and he comes back in an optional claimer. Now this is why I like Mike Smith Mount so much at Del Mar. Mike Smith could have had the call on this horse. <laughs> it's yes. a Bob Baffert trainee, but Martin Garcia his his second go-to guy is coming in. So you've got really, you got these back-class horses. You know, well, Opportunity reminds me of covers a lot like Constitution, and Prayer for Relief has been around forever. You've got to rewind three years. He would have been the favorite in the Kentucky Derby and got scratched the day before. He's still going on to win almost two million dollars uh and then what do you do how do you leave uh, the parting or the red hot uh, uh picking the litter off your ticket this is a tough feel that
5: oh I, I agree when you when you first started with the easter gift just the name chad brown should elicit two dollars from your pocket at every every window that you can find now you also need to toss in protonico joe bravo for todd pletcher now pletcher's coming loaded He's ready to get the cheese, and he's, he's got Jersey Joe, he's got Javier Castellano. These two guys aboard his two runners do nothing but just, just scratch my back full of, oh, mom's wonderful turkey, just give me some more. <laughs> Take a look at departing in the beautiful work here. This might be the race of the weekend, and if it shapes up half to what it is on paper, John, I would say this, you're going to have to use your easy win forms and dig into that second, third, and fourth tier for your Superfecta, and this one's going to light up the board.
2: All right, you've been in this chair before. i got two and a half minutes, Ed. Let's try to squeeze in the gopher wand handicap at Aqueduct a flat mile. Again, get out of the house and get get to a betting emporium tomorrow. Horse that got my attention here, Princess Violet, lightly raced, three-year-old filly taking on her elders, but if you go back there, to the Mother Goose, she ran second to a horse by the name of Untappable. Got a little bit of a break there, and since has come back really solid uh, with uh, the trainer, Michael Hussein, who's uh, doing pretty well, 27% there in New York. I'll let you take it from here.
5: You've got a nice New York bread there, John. Princess Viola, uh, any one of the Ortiz brothers, take your pick. Uh, they both can light up the board at any time. Mike my, my winning at 27% with the New York bread up there, he has a whole lot, a whole lot of, uh, of, of gas in the tank here. But I'm actually, I'm actually going to try to beat, I'm not going to say the chalk, but I'm going to go a little bit to the outside, and I'm going to take a horse by the name of Snowbell. Luis Saez for Tom Albatrani, who I think is a very, very good horseman, and I, I've seen some, I've seen some good runs here. This is a daughter of Tappet. I, I just alluded to, you know, uh, the, the whole distance uh, limitation uh, conversation with Tappet, owned by Godolphin Racing. I believe after I went back and I watched the last race, I'm a big, big trip handicapper. And this was a very impressive race by eight and a half lengths last time after this three-year-old filly. Been working so-so, getting the, getting the feel of the day. Luis Saez, I believe, is a very, very underrated rider, John. That was a very nice number that was thrown out there by the three-year-old filly. I'm going to take Snowbell to try to light up the board.
2: All right, well, we're getting into Christmas season, but today we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Ed, (laughs) time to kick back. You can either take your nap or watch a little more football It's your call. Thanks so much for being with me again, brother, and happy Thanksgiving.
5: My pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners, John, and especially you, my friend.
2: All right, well, we've been talking with Ed Meyer. Don't forget, go up on winningponies.com, not only to get all of your best handicapping information, but... Go over to the section where the blogs are. You'll love reading Ed. Speaking of Ed, I want to thank Ed Bomaca, the racing secretary at the North America's newest racetrack, Mahoning Valley. Well, as I said here in the press box, overlooking the manicured turf course past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky, I want to wish all of our Winning Ponies listeners the best. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.